Just a quick reminder before episode 42 gets started that the second half of the audio is going to be in the classroom where there's going to be some echo and some feedback. The pre-roll and post-roll where it's just me talking, that'll be the usual sound quality that you're used to, such as what you're hearing right now. Enjoy. Welcome to the Classroom Brew Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, I've got the last of three student interviews. So we started with Jerry. He gave us some interesting insights about his take on school policy. We heard from Barbara, and she was talking about resiliency and patience for teachers and her advice to teachers. And this week, we have Wes. Wes is going to talk about a number of things, but the most prominent to me was when he talked about balancing his life as a father and his life as a high school student. So I don't want to take up any more time. I want to get to it because I'm very excited for this one. Not that I wasn't excited for the other ones, but make sure you check out hashtag teacher pods as well as the hashtags for Classroom Brew and Classroom Brew Podcast. We are in Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all your favorite places to listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, so Wes, we got uh, today's Wednesday, so you have... Uh, two days until you actually graduate, man. Congratulations. Thank you. How's how's it feel? It feels good. It feels like an accomplishment. Yeah. So De- time gone. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is, man. And you had, I feel like you had some really high moments. You had some low moments where you kind of like dropped a little bit and you let me know like, hey, I'm going through something, but you pulled yourself back up, man. So I'm proud of you. Yeah. You got to do that sometimes. Even when you're at your lowest, you got to pull yourself together and Focus. Yeah, yeah. Hey, everyone's human, right? We all go through it. Yeah. So you had me for an entire year, but you had me in at one point two classes. I had you in civics and U.S. history, and then you you had that requirement completed, so then you're good to move out. Throughout that time, though, what was like your overall take? And it doesn't have to just be my class because you've been a student in our district for all four years, right? Mm, two years. Two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Were you in another state or a different district or different district? Okay. So if you could kind of compare, like. How do you feel about our district versus that district? What did they do well? What do we do well? What do they need to work on? What do we need to work on? Well, the difference between the districts is this district is like y'all care about teaching us something that we could use in life. You know, like, Mm -hmm. for example, like, you know, like about laws and stuff like that. The other district, they just gave us work, made us do it, and hey— it was that. They really didn't put they all into teaching us. Hmm. Okay. And that was still a district in the city, right? Yeah. Is there anything you wish that those teachers in that district, or even in this district, that they wish they knew, or you wish that they knew about you as a person? I'm kind of, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a slow learner, but I catch things, like, not as fast as other people do. Hmm. Okay. Do you mean like with a concept or with something that memorization stuff? Like we did the Constitution. Is it stuff like that? Yeah, or? stuff like that. Okay. Because I know you're a real bright student, so like you might think you you pick up on things a little bit slower, but you've always been very bright, man. Yeah. And the cool thing is that I've seen you grow so much, and I only had you for a year. But do you remember like the first few days of my class, how you were like, oh, man, we got to read all this? <laughs> yeah, I remember that day. I remember that day. I'm like, dang, we got to read all this. <laughs> and then by the end of the year, you're like, all right, is this all we're reading? Like, yeah. you're good to go. Nice, man. So in terms of our district, are there any things that you think, because uh, you, you mentioned that you like how we engage and like we actually care and we're invested and we mm-hmm. teach you things other than just the curriculum. Are there any things that you wish we improved on? 
or something that you're like, you know, that might need a little bit of work or adjusting in our school? Uh, I think we should improve on, like, keeping our students inside the school. Because, <laughs> you know, students, they could just leave out the back door or whatever. Right. Like, by keeping them inside, that's like keeping them safe. You know, it's a lot of people out here getting snatched and shot and killed and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's one of the main... Obviously, we want students here because we want them to be learning, but I think just about every single one of my students has been affected by gun violence in some way. I think that's why it was when we did our police brutality unit uh, for the John Burge uh, torture scandal. Yeah. We all really kind of... We all took it seriously. It was one of the more serious moments in that mm-hmm. curriculum. In terms of, like, your experience, not and not even just as a student, but maybe as a person throughout past four years or more uh what are some of those like prominent moments like maybe those crossroads in your life like do you have have you had one of those when you're like you know what this is a real important moment in my life where i got to make a decision beginning of junior year and the beginning of sophomore year okay the beginning of sophomore year i really didn't think like i really didn't know like the important important part was junior year until I got to junior year, and they was telling me, but my whole sophomore year, I was working hard, working extra hard. Then junior year, I kind of played with it until somebody pulled me to the side and said, this is your more important, your most important year. This is the year that's going to determine either you graduate or you, you know, retained. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was times where I had to buckle down and do some hard work. And there was times where I was kind of lazy, but I still did the work that I was received. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So that worked, though? Because, I mean, you're graduating on time, so it must have worked, Yeah, right? it worked. It worked. <laughs> That's good, though. A lot of long nights, tired nights, tired mornings. Yeah, mm-hmm. it worked. Yeah. You should be proud of that, though, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I am. So in terms of after high school, because you only have, uh, this won't post until for a couple weeks, but for you, it's only a couple days till graduation. But what comes next, man? Like, what, what, like not even just, like, like I don't know what you want to do in the future, but, like, what's after high school for you? I will be attending Malcolm X College, majoring nice. in businessing. Nice. Congratulations. That's yeah. awesome, man. So you can kind of stay near home and uh-huh. your family and all that. Yeah, I really don't want to leave my son and my mama by themselves, so. Right. You know, I'm stay. Yeah? No, I understand. Yeah. So how how has that been being being a high school student and a father at the same time? It's like it's kind of crazy because it's like you gotta go because I get up I gotta get him ready for daycare then get me ready for school take him to daycare then come to school. I mean it's it's a good I mean it's a good experience to have a baby, but to raise it while you're still in school that's giving yourself the challenge. Hmm. You know some people drop out of school when they find out. They having kids and just never go back. Right. Me, I I got I got to stay in school. I got to do something with myself. So mm-hmm. I decided to stay in school and keep moving forward with it. Nice. Was there a moment where you were in, you were in doubt about that, or you were in question, or like, can I pull this off? Or yeah, it was moments where I was like, you know, I can't do the school and the baby thing, but I had to buckle down and I had to think about it like. What if he asked me if I stay? What did I did I graduate, or did I do this to do that? I mean, mm. telling him the truth is the only thing I could do. So I would tell him, yes, I stayed in school, knowing that I had you, 
I worked through it. It was hard times, yeah. Yeah. It was times where I didn't want to come to school or I just wanted to give up, but had to buckle down, stay focused. Yeah. No, I think that's incredible, man. That's You should be so proud of that accomplishment amidst being a father. And that's something that, you know, you can pass on to your son as an important lesson for yeah. the rest of your life and his life, and especially because you're moving on to college and I know you're going to be successful. I know you're an awesome father. So I'm really proud of you, man. Thank you. In terms of uh, if you, let's say you had a, a new teacher in front of you, someone that's never taught in a school before, or maybe they haven't taught in this city, or maybe they're an older teacher. If you can give them advice on teaching kids in our school or a school like ours, what would you tell them? Get to know your students. Like, get to know their ups, get to know their downs. Get to know them to the point where they can come to you and, you know, tell them, tell you when they're having a bad day, you know, like I do, you know, with you, you know. Mm-hmm. Come to you, tell you when I'm having a bad day or when I don't feel like doing this or doing that. But your job is getting it done when you do feel like, when you feel better doing this and doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. Can't leave it as that. Right. No, and I I think any educator, myself included, for sure, I appreciate those moments when you're like, hey, you know what, today I don't have it, I'm going to do my work, but, you know, I just, I can't really be participatory or anything like that. You've yeah. always been very, and no, I, I always appreciated that openness. So. Yeah. All right, well, I want to be respectful of your time because you got, you got the picnic outside, but thank you so much for, for sitting down and, and chatting with me for a little bit. You're welcome. I'm proud of you. I'm excited for you. You got my school email, so I'm hoping you keep in touch, man, because... I know you're going to do something great moving on. Yeah, because when I get in college and I get that work in front of me, I'm, yeah, I will be yeah, I will be emailing <laughs> all my old teachers like, go. okay, I got this. I need some help. That's that's smart. Yeah, you got to you gotta ask for the help you need. You got to advocate. Mm-hmm. But I know you got all the skills, things that you learned from other teachers, things that you learned from life, maybe a few that you learned from me. So whatever you do, man, I, I know you're going to be great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So as you can see, very well adapted young man. I'm really proud of him. He talks a lot about building resilience uh, in terms of his class and in terms of classes and his workload, uh, in terms of being a father. But I was really touched by the moment where he talked about, what am I going to tell my son if he asks me someday, Dad, did you finish high school? Did you get your diploma? I thought that was really prominent. It It was a moment where I realized, wow, he has matured so much, and I've only seen him over the course of one year, so I can't even imagine how fast he had to grow into his role as a father. He's not just thinking about himself and finishing school, he's already looking ahead to the future and his relationship with his son, and the way that he wants to raise his son on those ideals that he was brought up under. I'm just really blown away by how thoughtful Wes has been all year, how much uh, he was able to disclose in this interview. Uh, and it was just, it was really uh, spectacular. And he and I, we talked a little bit before and after we actually hit record. Uh, and just a really good rapport there. I, I do hope that he does reach out if he does need some help while he's in business school. I'm sure he'll be great, but I hope that he does ask for the help that he needs even after his time as a high school student. I think one of the biggest takeaways from my talk with Wes or even with Barbara or with Jerry, the whole purpose of this was I noticed that they all identified the one thing that we try to impose on our students, and that's advocacy. I pride myself on being my students and my players as a coach and a teacher, uh, their number one advocate. It's on my resume. I talk about it all the time. I truly believe in it. But I think it was it's pretty indicative 
that Jerry, Barbara, and Wes all mentioned, you know what, you need to advocate for yourself. You need to put yourself out there, be transparent with people as long as you can trust them and they know you well enough so that you can get what you need, you can succeed in life. That's probably the biggest thing that stood out to me. I hope you guys did enjoy this quick little three-part series with three different students asking them about their take on not just urban education, but just chatting about life as a student. There's so much more that goes along with it, including working two part-time jobs. Maybe they have a child. Maybe they're a parent. Maybe they have some senioritis going on, some other struggles where every single day is a challenge for them. So I hope you enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed talking to them. I learned a lot. Some of these are questions that I asked at the beginning of the year for things that I asked students, hey, what would you like me to know as your teacher? But I hope it was useful for you. That was really all I had for this week. Um, last week, I finished up, it was APSI in Plainfield, Illinois, where I went to an AP conference. And I was actually really surprised by this because usually professional developments are not so useful for me. I'm not that fresh out of getting my master's degree and I'm not that fresh out of getting my undergraduate degree. A lot of times I'm, I'm baffled that some people that are in the profession struggle with something that to me seems like a habit. But again, it's, it's because of my situation. But with this AP conference in Plainfield, it was four days, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. We had a great instructor. She was very knowledgeable. She was very engaging. It did feel like a long time. I'm not going to lie to anyone and say that it felt like it flew by, but it was pretty snappy. So I really appreciated that it was engaging and we took breaks and they had pretty good food, to be honest with you. But I was also just blown away by, and it might be because these are AP teachers, current and uh, entering AP teachers, but the expertise where I actually was gaining something every single time someone else in the room opened their mouth. It was great. So I was constantly taking notes on some things like, oh, I should try that or putting something in a Google Drive or developing my curriculum as things were going. Great experience all around. So I have some downtime until July where I go to the National AP Conference in Houston, Texas, and then I'll catch Chris D'Elia with some meet and greet tickets, which will be awesome. So right now I'm just going to focus on coaching and AP stuff. So preparing an AP course that's being piloted by me in their school for the first time, as well as the active classroom setup. So I'm recording this on a Friday, so the end of June, and I just heard from my principal when I walked in because I was kind of filling her in on some stuff that we might want to look into for AP next year and in the following years. But I just heard that my active classroom furniture from Smith System, I think, is going to be coming in either today or Monday. So I'm ecstatic that it's coming so soon so I can take a look at it. It'll be assembled, I think, within a week or two. I can start to work out the kinks of how I want things to run in a classroom because movement's good, but organization is better than chaos. So that'll be good. All right. Did we record enough? Did we get enough? We're doing a shorter format, but was, was, that, was that good? Were you satisfied? Did you get what you were looking for? I hope so. Either way, make sure you check out hashtag teacher pods where there's other great podcasts similar to mine and a little bit different. There's also hashtag two pods a day where you can check out other great indie podcasts around the world. We are on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the new one, TuneIn, another new one, Overcast, and anywhere else that you can get your favorite podcasts. Feel free to reach us at Classroom Brew on your favorite social media like Instagram and Twitter. Getting more active on Twitter recently, by the way. Heads up for that. As well as ClassroomBrew at gmail.com. If you were at the AP conference and you're listening in for the first few times, I really appreciate that support. Feel free if you got the business card for the podcast to reach out if you want to be on or if you just want to engage with us. That's cool too. And everyone else that's a devoted listener, appreciate the support. Make sure, get some friends to rate and review, spread the word, all that good stuff. And until next week, happy summer and class dismissed.